everyone, and welcome to another episode of Opposites React. Today is January 5th, 2021, episode 102. My name is Sarah, and I'm here with Tyler. How are you, Tyler? Good, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> what you been up to? So we're going to start 2020. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what have I been up to? Um, I think so far, I mean, I know we're only five days into the new year, but I think it's been a pretty productive start to the new year. And, and I'm happy to say that I was able to watch a few movies over the holiday break that we're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. How about you? Mm-hmm. Been doing some things. We've been we've been watching some things together and uh, watching things, playing things. Yeah, yeah. You've been reading a little bit. Yep. Sure. You've been reading so much faster. Like I just <laughs> I I don't understand why I bother trying to read because it's, it's impossible that I ever will ever finish a book. It takes me like twenty times as long as the average human to read a book. So yeah, we have many things to talk about today. Today's sort of a like I said, a, a recap of the final week of 2020. Sorry, it's 2020, geez. Final recap of the week of 20, 2021, uh, stuff that I watched. And um also going to get into uh, a, light, a light topic about things to look forward to in 2022. But before we get into that, did you want me to read the email responses? Sure, you go right ahead. Okay. So we got uh, an email here from Catherine, another longtime listener, multiple time email responder. <laughs> She says, congratulations on 100 plus episodes. Woo. Sorry, I'm late, she says. That's okay. Uh, that's okay, though. We love we love your re- replies. And you have two responses here, one for the last two episodes. So for episode 100, this episode made me realize I really didn't watch movies in 2021, probably because it felt like we were in one that still hasn't ended. <laughs> <laughs> the only movies I actually remember watching for the first time are Poco Rosso, My Neighbor Totoro, and Spirited Away. Clear theme going on there. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder who did that. Thankfully, they were all entertaining, and I'm excited to watch more of them. Thanks, sissies. You're welcome. And uh, for episode 101, which was last week, she says, I downloaded my Netflix list of watch shows from 2021. Ooh. Wow, there was a lot of shit's Creek. Hands down the winner. But doesn't really count, I guess, since it didn't, since I didn't watch it for the first time in 2021. That's okay. If we're playing by those rules, then SWAT would be my favorite new discovery of Ooh. 2021. A close second would be Manifest. Is that that plain one? Okay. Uh, some other honorable mentions would be Clickbait. I know that's, that a, that's a show. I've heard of that, I think. Clickbait. Okay. And Superstore. I've heard of that one. Oh, I see. I get ads for that one all the time. Yeah. In December, I challenged myself to watch the entirety of New Girl since it was no longer going to be available. Oh, I read like there was a news article in our local paper about New Girl, how people were binge watching New Girl in December because it was going to be gone. That's funny. <laughs> so you're not alone then. No. She says this was no longer going to be available starting 2022 and I've never seen it. It took me 20 days to get through seven seasons and it was probably worth it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Thanks for all the time and effort you put into making these entertaining episodes. It's always fun listening to your very polarizing interests. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to the 2022 content. Much love, Catherine. Thanks, Catherine. Thank you. Awesome replies. I, and I do, um, like I said, I've heard good things about some of those shows you watch like Manifest and uh, Superstore. I haven't heard of Clickbait. I got to look into what that one is, but... It makes me think of Click. Is that the Adam Sandler movie? Yeah, that's, yeah that's, what, that's what pops into my head. All right. So in terms of what we have been up, well, I guess well, let's briefly talk about what we watch together. Yep. Um, and then I'll get into my own stuff. Of course. Uh, so I guess we'll talk about the first thing we all watched together as a family in 2022. Yay. First movie. We, we just watched it on Disney Plus the other day. Yep. I think it it came out in 2021. It I did. Exactly it was December right. 15th. I think I looked it up. No, I mean like when it came out originally in 2021. It came out. Yeah. Like, well, it came out in October, I think, and yeah. then Disney Plus December right. 15. So I'd heard 
some good things about this movie online and people are making some comparisons to other films we like. So I thought, okay, well, we'll check it out. It's it's a, it's a from like a new animated studio. Like it's produced or published? No. Yeah, produced by like 20th Century Fox, mm-hmm. but it's a new animation studio. So mm-hmm. the movie is called Ron's Gone Wrong. So uh, the movie is about a... Um, how do we... I don't know. Summarize like, the plot. I'm not getting into spoilers. Like, I just want to say, like, it, it's it's the movie is aimed. It's very it's very kid friendly. Like, there's a little oh, bit, there's sure. a little bit of adult humor in there, but it's really good for kids, I think. And uh, yeah, it's sort of like about what would it be like if like the the, the movie revolves around uh, the main character is a kid in middle school, mm-hmm. and uh, the movie basically looks like what if every kid had their own personal like what do you call it like social media buddy. Like a, like a robot that would... Yeah, but the point of the robot was to find friends. Like it would right. take all the information that you put into social media and it would find physical friends that are close by you. Like, share your interests. Yeah, stuff, so yeah. they would match you together right. to be friends in real life. But what happened was that the kids just got obsessed with their bots. But if you tr- once when you start watching this movie and if you've watched Mitchell's versus the Machines, you will there are so many similarities. Like it's about a tech giant, about mm. like a, an evil CEO kind of thing that's all about money an ai assistant so if you start watching the movie like whoa like this is exactly like um middle versus machines it it quickly turns around from that but it is it has cute robots like that too but mm-hmm. it it was a very funny movie yeah um it wasn't as like original maybe as middle versus machines but yeah, i like still the, well, i was it. gonna say like yeah. yeah it's a good story a lot of funny moments like yes. the animation obviously wasn't as good no but... it's it's more it's more typical what you would expect from animated studio yeah. nowadays but yeah, like I said, the voice acting was really good. Um, mm-hmm. like the the Bebop character, the, yes, the, adorable Ron, is played by or is voiced by Zach Galifianakis. Oh, is it really? Yeah, he's got a great Does voice a great job. That. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like, it was a it was a cute movie. It was really entertaining and uh, like a couple like heartfelt moments. It's not yeah. that kind of movie that's gonna make you cry or anything. But no, but uh, it's it's a good like social media warning story. Yeah. Like this is what can happen. But this is like. It, what's really cute about the story is that this one robot that the kid gets is not connected to the internet. Mm-hmm. So he cannot go and be on social media and make friends. But the Bebop wants to help him make friends. So he goes and physically tries to make friends for him kind of thing. So it's it's about like not being connected and actually making friends um, in the real world. So it, it is a heartfelt story. And I would I would give it like a solid 8 out of 10. Like yeah. I would recommend it. I don't know if I'd rewatch it again this year kind of thing. Not, but, I'm not in a rush to rewatch no, it. But, but I would. Yeah. But oh. yeah, it was very good. It was good. Yeah. And um you and I uh, recently started watching uh, the miniseries Chernobyl mm-hmm. on uh, Crave. Mm-hmm. It's only five episodes. We're two episodes in, so I guess we're forty percent done. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's uh, weird to think of. Yeah, we should. Uh, but I mean, it's really good so far. I mean, I knew it was going to be good. I'd heard about it many times and seen some clips online, so I, I knew what the material was about. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so far I like where it's going, and very curious to see, like I said, the next couple episodes. There's one thing I, it bothers me about it. Okay. Is that a lot of the other ones we watch, like the ones I always talk about, Spotlight and um, Dope Sick and stuff, they're much more talky. Like they're talking about the problem where Chernobyl has a lot less talking. Like I've noticed, like I don't know what's going on in a scene because there's no talking. It's a lot of just doing. Um, okay. Like when they're in right. tr- when they're in Chernobyl mm-hmm. and they're like shutting off machines. Like I don't know what they're doing in there because they're not talking about it. Okay, no, like, I get what you're or saying. Or they're not yeah. they're not narrating what they're doing beforehand like mm-hmm. another show would. Right. So that uh, there's a lot of things I think I'm missing because of that. Um, but it's still good. Like I'm still into the subject material. It's just hard for me to watch. Okay, I get that. Yeah, I know. Like um, I think the last couple episodes in the series uh, mainly deal with like the. 
the fallout yeah like well like when, once the discovery is sort of done about what happened i think the last episode was mainly like a trial aspect yeah, i talk. figured so yeah. i'm yeah i'm very curious where it goes yeah it should be interesting because i don't know the actual story like this is all new to me mm-hmm. so uh as i mentioned before i did watch what was it three movies three theater movies in four days or something something like that yeah i'm pretty sure it is <laughs> Yeah, so I saw three movies at the theaters, which was good timing, coincidentally, because now <laughs> it seems like we are back in a, I'm not calling it a lockdown, but based on our current state of affairs with the pandemic and in our part of Canada, um, they're basically shutting down movie theaters again, so it's back to watching movies at home mm-hmm. <laughs> for the next few weeks, I guess, which is okay, because actually January is usually not a big movie month yeah, anyways in month. theaters, yeah. so... But still, I'm glad I get a, got, to, got to see the movies I did mm-hmm. last month when the theaters were still were open. And and one of the movies that I'm going to talk about, I did see with, with one of our listeners, Dan. Mm-hmm. We went to the movies That together. was the first one you saw. Yep. So, out of the three, you know it's three movies. I saw. Yes. I'm going to mention them in a second here. But out of the three movies, I think it's pretty ironic. I'm going to talk about them in this order. I'm okay. going to go from, because I think it lines up pretty well. The three movies I saw, I'm going to categorize them as one was one was disappointing. One was surprisingly fun. And the other was amazing. So there's a surprise. In, okay, go yeah. ahead. So, like, I'll be honest. I had medium to low expectations for two of these movies, mm-hmm. and the third one I had high expectations for, and it definitely <laughs> and met, met them? or even maybe even surpassed those. But okay. so we'll start off with the disappointing one, I guess, to get that out of the way. Mm. And um, yeah, so the one for me that I, I that was not big on, unfortunately, was The King's Man. Mm-hmm. Which, for those who don't know, that is the prequel to the Kingsman. I guess we're calling it a series now, franchise, whatever. Is there more? Uh, well, they are planning to make a third one, oh, no. continuing off like with with Eggsy's character. So mm. this this obviously, like I said, this was a prequel. It takes place in what like early 1900s, I think, like for World War One type uh, period. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, it was just, uh, and I went into this one, like I said, I went into this one kind of with low expectations. But what made it meet? Like what? What even? Disappointed so you from those. I, I just had a bad feeling right from the start of the movie. And it had nothing to do with the time period or anything. I mean, even though that obviously has some limitations on the material, because like I said, the, the other two Kings and movies take place in current or maybe even like near future days. So there's a lot of technological stuff that happens in the the newer Kings and movies that's pretty cool and fun, like in terms of poking fun at the James Bond tropes and all that stuff, especially mm. the first one. But this one, obviously, it's, you know, there's no any technology really. It's back in the 1900s. Right. So. But no, like it, uh, it just the movie started out very like convoluted and political. Like it, okay. it, it eventually found its footing. But initially, I didn't like where it was going. Uh, I was actually surprised the story was as like took itself as seriously as it did. Okay. Until it gets into some of the sillier Kingsman things, which I mm-hmm. was in the second half of the movie. But yeah, I just I wasn't feeling some of the characters either. Like um, like the one who gets the most screen time in the movie is Rafe Fiennes. Mm-hmm. His his character is is the main focus. He's not... You could argue that he's sort of he's like a co-protagonist for most of the movie until the second half when it comes becomes all about his character. Mm. Um, I won't get into spoilers here. Like I said, I just... Uh, it, there was one standout action sequence in the film, like right in the middle. There's like a World War One trench sequence. I won't mm. spoil what happens there, but that was definitely the actions. That that was the one point in the movie where I started to like, you know, Turn around, perk maybe? up and be like, okay, yeah. like this is some good stuff, right? If they... I didn't expect the material to stay like that forever, and it didn't, but that moment at least piqued my interest. And then, um, 
movie takes a little twist into the second half, something I didn't expect to happen that sort of shifts the focus back to Ray Fine's character. Um, but wasn't there like one cringeworthy worthy scene that you're just like, mm. I don't even call it a scene. It's a, it's a whole like 10 minute sequence. Oh but boy. It, yeah, it's something they, they introduced the Rasputin character and yeah, it serves a purpose to the plot. Like it does have a, a bearing on where, and I'm, it's probably, I'm trying to remember what Ray Fine's character's name was in the movie, but, uh, yeah, like he is fact. The Rasputin's thing does factor into the plot, but that whole sequence was just very silly and you know, over the top, even for Kingsman stuff. And the fight scene that followed, which I thought would be entertaining, just kind of even like bore that warts welcome out with me. I was like, okay, mm. this is just kind of getting a little ridiculous. And I don't know, it just it didn't do anything for me. But like I said, the, the second half was definitely better than the first half. But overall, it's still a very unbalanced movie for me, and not one that I'd recommend. Even if you were a fan of the other two Kingsman films, I'd say you can skip this one and. Because again, it's a prequel, but really, it doesn't answer that many questions you needed to know about how Kingsman was formed. Like, it's not that mm. informative. Um, so, like, it's a very silly movie, for not a, in a good way. Sorry, it's odd because like the same writer and director for all three is, of them, right? It is the same. So, like, yeah. would you want them back for a third one? Well, it's funny you say that because yeah, it's like a lot of diminishing returns. Like, they've gotten worse. The yeah. first, the first one I still think is amazing. Yeah. The second one has its moments, yeah. but it's still not as good as the first. No, and this not one even was close. definitely a step down. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of concerned for where Kingsman Three yeah. would go. But yeah, I don't know. It's. Uh, I will skip this one gladly. Thank you very much. Yeah, definitely don't go out to theaters and see it. In my opinion, don't don't even maybe rent. You wait for it to go on Netflix or Prime, or mm. so someone will pick it up eventually, like four or five months from now, as probably. They do. Yeah. So. Okay, I want a better movie now. All right, so now the next one that, again, I kind of went in with mild expectations, but I was surprisingly satisfied coming out of the theater seeing it was (laughs) The Matrix Resurrections. Okay, tell me why. So, like, I I talked to a friend the other day at work who I told him I saw, and he asked me, like, should I rewatch the other three Matrix movies before I go see this one? And and I thought about it for a second. I was like, you could, obviously, but I don't think you need to. Really? I said to him, if anything... Just rewatch the first one. Mm. A because the first one's still an amazing movie, and B because a lot of the stuff they reference with Neo and Trinity in this film is from the first one. I hope they would. I hope they would recognize that people only watch the first one because that was the best one. Yeah. <laughs> when they made this movie, there is like a. I said if you want to watch like the beginning of of uh, the third one, The Matrix uh, Revolutions, because nah. there is a plot point in that that comes into the movie. But watch really, a YouTube short story. If, if you've seen if you've seen anything about the Matrix movies in the past, as long as you know who like who Neo and Trinity are mm. and stuff, and you remember some stuff about the first what one, the Matrix is. You'll, you'll get the gist of yeah. it, right? Because the first like half hour or so of this movie is sort of like a retread of the first movie. Okay. Um, the red pill, blue pill. It, yeah, and it's very. I mean, this isn't this isn't much of a sport. I'm just gonna. It happens in the first ten minutes of the movie. So the movie opens up with like. It's basically like almost like a shot-for-shot shot reopening of the first movie where oh. they introduce Trini's character. Yeah, but then you, but then it's revealed that like I can see that whole scene in my head. Exactly right. But then it, it it's revealed that Neo is like coding this sequence into a video game. Oh. So Neo's character, Thomas Anderson, right? He's so he's still the real person in the real world, right? Well, at least what you think is the real world. Oh, and here we uh, go. Yeah, right. So the the movie for the first half hour gets very meta. Okay. And they use that word in the movie. I'm not using it oh. to speak to you. They refer to meta a bunch of times because they're, yeah, they basically turn the first Matrix movie into a video game. But then the implication is like, so, and then, and Neo is like seeing a psychiatrist because he thinks he's crazy for having visions about the Matrix. Right. But because obviously, you know, the movie basically spells out that, yeah, like the Matrix thing was real. It wasn't a hallucination for him. Right. So he's taking blue pills from his therapist. Uh. <laughs> right. So it's very in your face, the, right. the symbology and everything. So, but I will say, um, uh, and it is a shame that they couldn't get 
apparently it was either due to scheduling or some other issues, but they couldn't get Morpheus, Morpheus or yeah. Agent Smith back in this oh, movie. Oh, man. Yeah, that would have like, been nice. Those are mainstays. The, the one they had stand in for Agent, the new Agent Smith did a really good job. Okay. Like, it's the guy from uh, the main character from that Mindhunter show that we watched. Oh, Netflix. I didn't finish Mindhunter. Yeah. Um, and he's, he did a really good job in the role. But yeah, um, I saw some reviews that said like, you know, oh, it felt like, you know, Keanu was kind of like sleepwalking through this movie. I didn't feel that at all. I felt like he really brought it in this movie. Like he still cared. Yeah. Especially when the action scenes came up. Um, yeah. And, and there were some really good action scenes in the movie. And like I said, there's one moment where I kind of got goosebumps towards the end uh, involving Neo and Trinity. I thought they, they did a good job of bringing it full circle. And uh, so there's no more. There's no more Matrixes. Well, they kind of left it open-ended at the end of this mm. film. I don't know if... Because I'm pretty sure the director doesn't want to do another mm. one of these. But I think the studio kind of made them leave it open-ended. Let Keanu do John Wick forever then. Yeah, right. But no, like I said, I, I went with a group of people. Like, I don't know, like eight of us went to see it. Yeah. And everybody liked it. Yep. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a really good experience. Like I said, I, I, I went in thinking... I just, wanted, I just went in wanting to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Maybe some good action. Wasn't expecting much plot-wise. But no, I was pleasantly surprised, and, uh, and it wasn't a short movie either. It was you know, probably on par with the other ones, two and a half, two hour forty, something like that. But uh, yeah, this doesn't sound like it would crack your top ten though of the year. From or from like if I was going to redo my list yeah. from last year, um, if anything, it would be in the near the bottom. It definitely yeah. wouldn't be higher in the middle. But so your next movie, next is one, obviously much higher then. Well, this one is number three. I mean, it proved <laughs> if if studios were worried about movies dying because of COVID and people not wanting to go to the theaters. This movie disproved that theory. True. This movie's already broke a billion dollars and it's yeah. only been out for like a month. Yeah. So yeah, the third one that I saw, the most recent one I should say, that was amazing and I knew it was going to be amazing <laughs> was Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously you will get a lot more out of this film if you have seen the other Spider-Man films before. Not just the Tom Holland ones? Yeah, like because the, well, again, if you've seen the trailers and again, I would, say maybe avoid some of the trailers but if you've seen the initial trailer that i think you know it's been watched like 80 million times on youtube by now <laughs> like they, they show dr octopus in the trailer yes and green goblin is yep. like heavily hinted that he'll be in the movie too so yeah you're mm-hmm. getting the villains coming in from the other spider-man universes right right and uh, i don't know any of the andrew garfield is that his name you don't know the andrew garfield villains no i don't i've never watched those ones yeah they're in it too but okay i mean I, they do show electro in the trailer okay and you see sandman oh sandman that was, yeah, that was three and, and lizard was from the other spider-man the other mm. andrew garfield one but Anyways, um, I'm not going to get into spoilers about this movie because for those that haven't seen it yet, um, and God bless you if you've avoided spoilers to this point on the internet, but uh, yeah, I won't get into too much detail about this movie, but I will just say it was you know, super entertaining. Uh, Tom Holland did a great job. Um, he definitely got to show a lot more emotion in this one than he has in his other Spider-Man roles mm. so far. How was Doctor Strange? <laughs> He's, he's still Doctor Strange. Yeah, he's, he's in it a fair amount. Oh, is he really? He has some good chemistry with, with Tom Holland. Okay. They don't get to interact that much in the other Avengers movies. True. So it's good to see them in this movie together. Um, There's another Doctor Strange movie, isn't there? There's another one coming out. Okay, yeah. sorry. That's okay. I, know, I was just saying, no, the, uh, that was the only complaint about the other two Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland so far, uh, Homecoming and Far From Home, is that I didn't feel like the action was that good in those movies, just like the way it was shot, well, the I'd- staging... Do you think the action in like all the other Spider-Mans have been amazing though? You're talking about the old Spider-Man yeah. movies? I don't think they're really... Yeah, they, I, okay, I, the I train think, scene from 2, I guess you could yeah. say. No, it's yeah, a I good action, the action scene. scenes are still good from the other... I'm just saying like... I don't know. Something about the action scenes in the last two Spider-Man movies just didn't do much for me. But okay. this one was much better, I will say. 
a lot more weight to the violence. There's some dark moments in it oh, where okay. like you kind of think Spider-Man feels vulnerable. You know, he's mm. not just indestructible. Well, he's so, a kid. Right. Uh, they do a, a lot better job in this one too, again, compared to the other two movies. But I mean, it's, it's been building up for the last two Tom Holland movies of, of exploring the romance between him and MJ. I oh, think MJ yes. gets a lot more to do in this movie than she does in the other one. So that's good to see. Well, it's not really hard when it's a real life girlfriend. So. Right. Yeah, the chemistry's <laughs> there. But... Yeah, it, and I mean, you know, it wasn't a short movie. I mean, nowadays, what, what movies are nowadays? It's, no. it's, you never get movies under two hours nowadays. No. But this one, the pacing definitely was never an issue for me. Had a great ending, had some emotional moments, an interesting post credit scene. I won't spoil it. but Yes, please don't. I'll talk spoilers in a few weeks or something when more people have had a chance to see it. But uh, yeah, it was definitely, like this one would definitely go on my top 10 list of 2021 once I redo that list. So Cool party. Yeah. I mean, everybody, I think everybody at this point has heard through word of mouth or if you haven't already seen it, that it's an amazing movie so yes basically yeah all right i kind of wanted to mention to well my, well at least i've been playing a new game oh yeah Sorry. which is also a name of a movie yeah another marvel <laughs> property so and i have you to thank for buying the game for yeah me. i asked you like a couple oh no this was on the podcast that i didn't post that got lost forever if i asked you if you wanted this game you're like eh. yeah it was on sale and then you bought it and i'm glad you did because i started playing i it bought it for years. myself and then Tyler <laughs> stole it from me and won't give it back. <laughs> Excuse me, you're playing other things. Currently, well, okay, World of Warcraft, yes, I am playing other things. Yeah, so what else game, are better anyway? So the game that I've been really enjoying right now is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And why are you enjoying it, sir? Uh, for multiple reasons. Number one, uh, I mean, I've seen the Guardians films and the Avengers films, so I know... I haven't. Like I know about the characters, <laughs> so it's not like these characters are new to me. So like seeing their seeing their banter in this video game, like the dialogue between them and and I'm glad that the game developers captured their personalities mm-hmm. the same way as as the movies. I mean, I haven't read the comics, but I, the based on the movie versions, it's very accurate. The voice acting is great too. It's obviously mm-hmm. not the it's not the same voice actors as the movies, mm-hmm. but they're uh, the voice actors they chose for these roles are, are great great stand-ins. Yeah, but I know um, your favorite part of the game. Oh, the soundtrack is yeah. amazing. And again, that's another thing they got great from the movies because Peter Quill, like Star-Lord's character, you know, he um, he was, uh, what was he? I don't know, he was like nine or 10 years old or whatever when he got like kidnapped in the 80s. If you watch the original film, you know what I'm talking about. And, and that's how he ended up in space. But he basically went up to space just with his Walkman and his 80s mixtape. Oh, okay. So, I uh, didn't know that. Yeah, so the game does a great job of just, there's so much licensed music in this game. Oh, Actually, yeah. I showed you some of it earlier. Yeah. No, it's all like, if you've played Guitar Hero 80s, yeah. it's basically that soundtrack. But they do such a good job in this game of weaving in the music into scenes, mm-hmm. like whether it's action scenes, cut scenes, even just when you're on the ship talking with your crewmates, like mm-hmm. with the, the other members of the Guardians. Um, I'm really, like I said, I'm only uh, like six chapters in. I think there's 20 chapters. There's mm-hmm. six chapters in. Each chapter is probably roughly around an hour. So yeah, but I'm really enjoying it so far. I love just interacting with the dialogue options in the game, learning more about the characters. The action has been good so far. It's kind of, I don't want to say it's basic, but like the action is not overly challenging right now. Yeah, but there's fine. enough there's enough options and, and dynamic things you can do during the combat to make it so it doesn't get stale. You know what I mean? There's, there's an ability tree. There's outfits mm. you can collect, stuff like that. I'm just glad that you are playing a game other than Apex and MLB <laughs> and you're actually liking it yeah. and sticking with it. That's right. pretty impressive. <laughs> I intend to finish it this month. Yes. Good. So. Woo. And I give it back. Well, you got to beat other things. You got to beat Horizon first. Oh you do my that. gosh. I got to go back to that. You yeah. shouldn't have played What the Golf all week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so I have a list here. Because, you know, we can't start 2022 without a list, right? That's just... Yeah, every, <laughs> every... I think you make a list just to make a list. Yep. 
It's a list folders, day every day. Folders full of lists. Oh, and your phone is full of lists. Yep. I have lists. I have boxes of like notebooks with your lists in it. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, but I do need to get through this. I only got four percent battery life here. Oh, phone, okay. So. so we're zooming. Well, we're not gonna. I'm not saying we're gonna zoom. I mean, I'm looking at just a static list here. I don't think it's gonna drain the battery that much. <laughs> I did make a list though of my. I kept it to a top ten list, of course. Um, I did that for a reason though. So. My list of the my most anticipated films of 2022. Okay. And again, I could have made more than 10 on this list, but I kind of feel like, felt like a lot of the movies I was going to put on are probably going to get delayed anyways. Uh, like there's stuff coming out later in the year, but they don't really have firm release dates right. yet. Right. Placeholders. So like, I'm hoping like the top at least six movies on this list are going to come out this year because a couple of them have already been pushed a couple mm. times. So I need them to come out this year. <laughs> you need... Oh, I know one, one you need, but okay, I won't, I won't uh, say anything. The other ones, though, we'll see. But uh, And I'm doing these in the supposedly chronological order that's supposed to come out okay. if there's no delays. Okay. So the first big one, unfortunately, the next two months are pretty light. Um, there's a couple of movies that I might want to see, but they're definitely not... I'm not, like, rushing out to theaters to see them. If they're open. Exactly. <laughs> but the one that I will definitely see in theaters, as long as I can, like, mm-hmm. even... If, I, don't, I don't care what restrictions are in the theaters. If I have to go in wearing five masks... <laughs> And sitting in a bubble, <laughs> I will go in to see the new Batman film. Oh, Batman, of course. Yeah, which nice. is just called The Batman. The Baltimore. Yes. With, and I, I'm sad I did not hear this pun until the other day, but someone said Robert Battinson. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> someone needs to copyright that right now. But uh, like all the trailers for this movie have looked amazing so far. I love the style they're going for. I think the new casting looks great. I keep forgetting who's Catwoman. Like who the actress is? Yeah. Zoe Kravitz. Right, you yeah. mentioned that last time. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, this one, I think it's supposed to come out March 15th, if I remember correctly. Right. I didn't write all the dates down for these, but yeah, that one for sure is, and that's going to be like an IMAX movie if I can help it. Mm. Like that's, that's a good one. We're spending the gas money for this one. The next one's kind of interesting. Um, this one definitely feels like it could be a straight to streaming mm. type movie. Like I don't think this would, it might not even be in theaters. And if it is like, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like a big budget movie, especially considering like the director and writer. I never heard of them before, but the cast has got me intrigued. And as generic as generic as the plot sounds, there was one thing when I saw the synopsis today that really made me intrigued to see the movie. So this movie's gone through a few name changes, which is funny. I think okay. it initially was called um, Plan to Action or something. Or some other well, generic, very generic. I know, generic action. <laughs> well, and they didn't really go with a much better name. They went with this one's called The Contractor. Oh no, I don't. Yeah. Mm. Like that could easily be like a Steven Seagal, like Bruce Willis type title. You know what I mean? For, oh yeah, yeah. I would have put Liam Neeson there too. Right. Or exactly. Denzel Washington. Well, no, that's, I think that's so. Hard for no. Denzel, but. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Equalizer. You just think that that's based on a show though. That's, the Equalizer was a TV show, so it's not like was, it was it really? Yes. It was. Oh, I had no idea. Okay, I'm learning. <laughs> it's just a generic title. So, anyways, but it stars. And again, I haven't seen a trailer for this or anything yet, so I don't know really know how much these actors are going to be. Well, I mean, I'm sure one of them's in it a lot, but I really don't know what the dynamic is. But it stars Ben Foster and Chris Pine, and they were the two brothers in Hell or High Water. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm not saying this is going to be on that level, but the fact the two of them are in a movie together as... I think they're supposed to be supporting... Like, I think Chris Pine is the protagonist of the movie, and I'm not sure what Ben Foster's role is. But Yeah, but that movie had like amazing writing. Well, yeah. I'm not <laughs> saying this. Well, I'm just saying. You got those two in the movie together, you already got me intrigued. Chemistry is already And what really got me intrigued was... And as soon as I read the synopsis, because I'd recognize a few other names in the cast, but I saw that... Because it says like, something like, you know, Chris Pine's character is like a military contractor who gets... Um, double crossed on a mission overseas or something and has to escape to get back to his family. That's a generic plot. Okay. But then it says like he he uh 
you know, so I think the like Ben Foster supposed to be his friend helping him or something on the mission, but then their their um their handler, like their team leader, whoever is supposed to be managing their missions, is played by Kiefer Sutherland. But as soon as I saw that in the synopsis, I'm like, okay, I guarantee right now, I, I would bet. Hundred dollars on it. Oh that Keeper Sutherland's gonna be the bad guy in the movie. <laughs> you don't put someone like him in the movie in the role of the team handler and not have him be the one double crossing. Right. He's got to be the bad what guy. If, what if the two actual protagonists are the double crossers of Keeper Sutherland? Just to be no, different. I, I guarantee Keeper's a bad guy. When this movie comes out and I watch it, if I don't come back and report that he's a bad guy, I'll be very disappointed in myself. No, then you owe me a hundred bucks. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we'll see. Like I said, that's. I'm not saying that's one of my favorite movies of the year or anything, but just based on the cast and the synopsis, I'm a little intrigued. Is that <laughs> so. like in the end of March? No, that's like April-ish. Okay. Yeah. Um, the next one that, again, I hope if theaters aren't back to normal, then maybe I can take Lucas to see this one, would be Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh, yeah. You can take him for that. I don't care. <laughs> I think it looks really fun. We, we watched the first one recently. Yeah. Um, it, on, was, on it was a movie. <laughs> it was fun. It was a movie. It's as good as a Sonic movie could have been. Let's put it that way. <sighs> it had no right being that entertaining. <laughs> okay. I still think it was subpar, though. I'm not saying it's on the level of like a Lego movie or obviously like in like Mitchell's or anything like that, but it's better than like most Disney stuff nowadays, I think. That's not <laughs> that's not a lie. Yeah. I I have now put Disney on like a low bar. And seeing Jim Carrey just going nuts in No, that, that was the worst part Why? for me. It's 90s Jim Carrey. I don't want 90s Jim Carrey anymore. You can't have a serious Dr. Robotic. He's got to play out of silly. No, like, he, no I, he was the worst part of the movie for me. No, that's disappointing here. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you. I'm sure it doesn't happen it's on a daily basis. Too. It has knuckles in it now. And oh, tails. And, yes. Yeah. I'm, and I'm pretty sure it's that, not a game changer. Sure gonna, is Amy in it too? No, I was gonna say they're gonna probably reveal Shadow though. Oh, of course, of yeah. course. Not, not Amy though. Let's leave out no. the one girl. Yeah. Tails is voiced by a girl. Do you know that? In RL. Yeah. Yeah. Same same one for the movie. Oh, is it? They really? brought the same voice actor. Oh, nice actress. Um. Okay. The next one. This one's on a lot of people's list for like most anticipated of the year. And when I saw the trailer for this the other day, I was like, this looks amazing. Oh, do I know this? Again, and again, remember when I talked about how you don't see movies like The Last Duel anymore? Yes. I'm oh, so this is going to be a bomb? On, well, not in a while. No. I'm not saying this is on that level, but this is like an epic like Vikings movie. Oh, like Valhalla. Yeah. Like it feels like a South Korean Valhalla. On steroids? Yeah. Okay. Like the director, the guy who directed this, he might have even wrote it too. He's very, he's well acclaimed in the last five years because he did a couple of, he doesn't do a lot of movies, but his last two movies were, were like I said, critically adored uh, The Witch, which is like a horror horror thriller. And then um, uh, the other one, The Lighthouse. That's the one with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Or well, like shot, shot all black and so. white. But anyways, this looks really good though. Like it's, yeah, it's an epic, like, you know, it's back in, I don't even know what era, it's in 1400s or something with mm. the Vikings, but... What makes it different than any other Vikings thing, though? When's the last time you saw a Vikings movie? Well, I mean, like, there's a Viking TV show you know, that's a on show, and but everybody that's not, loves. This, this looks like, I don't know. I would say, honestly, I can't even do it justice. Just go watch the trailer. It's called The Northman. The North. The Northman. Yeah. Nord. But this looks visually amazing. I'm sure based on this director's last couple of films, I'm sure it'll be very violent and... uh like gritty it just feels gritty okay. you know yeah i don't know it just it looks like i guess you don't see big budget like viking movies no like you this. don't no you're right you just like shows and stuff but yeah. that's but that's a very popular show well, i know it is but but it's, it's just, the only one of its kind yes. right at this moment yeah all right getting into some of the the big budget titles here i guess um well especially anytime, anytime you mention marvel it's gonna be big budget so 
you already alluded to this earlier, oh. but there is a new Doctor Strange film coming out. I didn't out. know it was this year. Yeah. Was that, was that was a pushed one, I assume? Uh, I think it got pushed a little bit from last year, but mm. so this was, this is like sort of one of the post-credit scenes in the new Spider-Man movie. Okay. If you stick around at the end of the new Spider-Man, you'll see a trailer for this Doctor Strange film. But it was supposed to originally come out before Spider-Man, so they must have injected it no, after? No, I think, I think initially it was supposed to be like a Disney Plus series and they expanded it into a oh, film. Oh, so, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So it's called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And so obviously it had to come out after Spider-Man because of the whole multiverse implication. Oh, right? oh my gosh. Yeah. So of course, you know, Benedict's back as Doctor Strange. And this one has Scarlet Witch in it. Oh, you! these are two things that you love. <laughs> and and it's directed by Sam Raimi. I know the original name. Spider-Man trilogy with Toby. <gasps> so, this intrigues. Yeah, it's good seeing him back. Mm, and, yeah. mm, yummy. And the trailer's really good. It's I'll have to watch the original Doctor Strange now. All right, next on the list. I mean, I've been waiting for this movie for almost two years now. Of Top Gun. To see it, it's yes. <laughs> I will see Top Gun Maverick in IMAX. I want to get blown away by the jet sounds. Okay, but if you had to choose the Batman or Top Gun, what's gonna, what are you going to go see? Why would I have to choose? I just want, like, I'm just asking, hypothetical. <sighs> Top Gun. <laughs> wow, yeah. you threw Batman under the bus. Okay. I've been waiting so long for Top Gun. I want to see Maverick back. Mm-hmm. No Batterson for you. There's a new Thor movie coming out. I had no idea. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. Thor, <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder. Hello. Mar- what the frig? It's based on comic. Don't worry about it. But same director that did Thor Ragnarok. which was People love that Thor. one. Yeah, exactly. So, but people like that one because it had a pretty girl in it too. Well, I keep telling you. Yes. This one, but this one brings back Natalie Portman from the, other, oh. from the first two Thor films. Yeah, that was his love interest? Yep. Jane... Something rather Porter, I can't remember the name, but but I'm also really intrigued by this one being. And again, this is sort of well. Again, you don't cast an actor like this, I'm sure, unless he's going to be the villain. But uh, and I don't know enough about the comics to, to. But I know Christian Bale is playing a big role in this film. Oh, so he's either the villain or he's some kind of supporting character to Thor. But I'm pretty sure I'm leaning towards villain. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I think it's like Christian Bale in like heavy makeup or in a suit or something. So it's not like him. They're bringing Bale into the Marvel verse after he's done with the DC verse. I see. Well, he hasn't been Batman for a while. I'm just so. saying they're just stealing everybody. It's okay. So two Marvel films on the list. Uh, next one is this. This movie would be the definition of what we talked about a couple weeks ago when we said ensemble cast. Okay. This movie has Ocean's to be 14. ensemble cast. So the movie is called Bullet Train. <laughs> Good title. Nope. But it's about a bunch of assassins on like a Japanese bullet train. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So it's directed by the guy. Um, I mean, his films haven't been amazing so far, but he's, he does very entertaining action films. So he's, he did Atomic Blonde, which at least Yes. Own, and then he did the Hobbs and Shaw one. Recently. Oh, people hated that. Right, but at least the action was good in it, as silly as the movie was. Okay. This one seems a little more like, and he's also like he's he got his start as like a action choreographer like for film, that would like make the, sense like John with Atomic films, stuff like that yeah so this one like I said ensemble cast I mean a few names off the top of my list you got well Brad Pitt's in the main role is he what's he eating this time exactly <laughs> um, I don't have the whole list in front of me like I said the, li- the list I recognize at least a dozen actors on the list wow um, yeah so it's it's gonna be it looks pretty cool and again I haven't seen a trailer for anything for it yet there is barely a synopsis of it well that, but, that smells like push into next year then well, I think, yeah, it's it's currently slated for like September, October-ish. Or they're just year, waiting so. for all the Marvels to come out and then put some marketing into mm-hmm. it. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll see. Another one that I hope doesn't get pushed out this year, but I, I could see it happening would be Mission Impossible 7. Oh, you I can't mean, have too much cruise in one year. 
like can. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even have a title yet. It's still titled Mission Impossible 7. I think they've pretty much wrapped filming on it. So at this point, they're probably just doing the post-editing. And mm, yeah. there, there hasn't been a trailer yet for it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you, you know, you still got, you know, obviously Cruz is back in the role. You got most of the same actors from the other ones. The last, the last couple um, films, anyway. Um, new villain, obviously. But, and same director as the other ones, like Christopher McQuarrie, who's done the it's last couple. It's been working well for oh, them yeah. so far. Yeah. I'm sure the action. I mean, every every time you see a new mission impossible, you got to think to yourself, "How is Tom well, going to outdo himself this time?" Yes, right? right? Like, so I mean, the guy's almost sixty now. I hope he doesn't go like the Fast and the Furious out of space route because I'm no, sad. no, no. He's. I think they're they have Keep enough grounded, restraints please. for that. And then the last one on the list, another one that I think it's currently slated for like November, December. So I hope it doesn't get pushed. Um, but there is a new Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Right. Yeah. So yes. same animation team that did. Into the Spider Verse a couple of years ago. Yep. And but this one's called Spider Man Across the Spider Verse Part One. Oh. So I like that they put it out there right away, so you know, like this is going to end obviously on a cliffhanger, probably or something. It's not going to be a standalone thing. It's going to. I'm surprised they didn't do that with Dune. It's not Dune Part One. It's just Dune. Well, because at the time, I don't think they knew they were getting a Part Two, so they. Left yeah, but it. that's like so misleading too. Yeah. I'm sure when they when like the Blu-rays and stuff come out, they're going to title I it hope Dune so. Part One, even though the credits don't show that. Yeah. But, but anyways, yeah, that's that's my uh, my top ten list of my most anticipated films. There's obviously a lot of like big name films on there, you know, Batman, Doctor Strange, Top Gun, lots of superheroes. Yeah, still superhero happening this stuff. year. There's definitely a theme there, but I'm sure. But that's the thing, right? I mean, if you go on Wikipedia right now, look at the list of films that are supposed to come out this year. There's just there's not a lot there because a lot of the dramas and other smaller films they filter in throughout the year because those movies don't even have trailers yet or yeah. or even have like maybe not even finished filming. So yeah. Yeah, there'll be a lot more stuff, obviously, to come. But for now, I think that's a pretty salt list to start out. When something is like Netflix or streaming exclusive, mm-hmm. do they even get that many trailers before they come out? I feel like they're more of like mm-hmm. a short cycle. Yeah, you'll get like Netflix will usually put a trailer out for something like a month before it hits the service. Yeah. Like, you know, because they don't want you to forget about it. Like, yeah. Put it out of your memory after you see the trailer for too long. Yeah. So. Yeah, they don't market stuff months in advance no. like movies do. But like stuff like Mitchell's versus the machines and Ron Gone Wrong and stuff like that. Like I, you don't hear about it until it's out and yeah. word of mouth hits you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel that that's the same for a lot of their stuff. So it, like all, there's a chance that a lot of good movies will come out that we just don't even know about yet. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's my that's my list. We'll wrap it up here. And uh, I, I guess for the email question, we'll just make it easy. We'll just pose. Uh, are there any other movies that I haven't mentioned yet? Or that if you want to go do a little online scouring and look at the list of movies that are supposed to come out and give me a few recommendations if, or you can just agree with some of the ones I mentioned if you're excited for those or you can mention a couple some other films that I, I didn't mention or overlooked that you were anticipating let us know at what's the email Sarah <laughs> when opposites react at gmail.com all right well that's gonna put a wrap on our first episode of 2022 hope you guys enjoyed it and uh yeah like I said if you do get a chance to see um like I said the ones I mentioned earlier if you get a chance to go see the matrix or spider-man I would encourage it Kingsman, uh, maybe not so much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, it was a good way to end off 2021 for me. I think it brought me up to like an even 30 films I'd seen. Oh yeah, that was your goal. Yeah, and uh, I hope to do more than 30 this year. So we'll see how it goes. That's but- on your list. That's on one of the lists. <laughs> right. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We always appreciate your support. And we'll be back same time next week. Boys. Bye. Bye.